Risk is our business. The decision you reach here today will determine how we will regard this creation of our genius. You know, I'm really easy to get along with most of the time. It is the unknown that defines our existence. Attention crew of the Enterprise, this is James Kirk. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode three. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me for this podcast are my friends Robert, Astrid, Joey, and Jenny. And the topic we'll be discussing, Star Trek Captains. Just a note before we get started, this was recorded about two years ago, so as you will hear, we had not seen Discovery yet, so there is no discussion of Discovery or the third new Star Trek movie. So I just wanted to let everyone know that that is why we are not discussing those particular topics, because this was done back in 2016. So let's go ahead and let's take a listen to this fun discussion on Star Trek Captains. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. All right, it's time for our discussion. We're going to be discussing Star Trek Captains. Mm -hmm. Yes. Before the discussion, I have Joey. Hi. Jenny. Hello. Robert. Salutations. And Astrid. I live long and prosper. I knew Hi. it. I knew it. <laughs> as soon as I said what I said, I was like, damn it, I missed it. <laughs> I was like, I'm too late to up with it just a couple seconds ago, and I'm like, I hope nobody else does it. <laughs> so you're saying you could have made it so? Oh. Oh. Yes. Make it so, number well, This one. is a great start. <laughs> um, let's go ahead. Let's just start with our favorite captains, if you have one. Astrid? So, my favorite captain is Picard. Okay. Robert? John Luke Picard. <laughs> Jenny? Uh, Picard. Wow, the whole couch is <laughs> all Picard. I, I have Picard. a pretty deep love of all of them. Uh, yeah. Picard's I'm, definitely up there. I'm, I, I'm with you. I like them all, but I it's probably Jane. It's toss-up between Janeway and Picard. Yeah. My favorites. So, let's go ahead and start with a favorite series. Obviously, is it TNG for all you guys? All your Picard lovers? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the one I grew up with. Yeah, the same. Yeah. I think it's a, like kind of a Doctor Who principle where you never forget your first. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Where, yeah. You know, and I feel like you're making me choose between my children. Like, I know. You, you, you came and you were like, this will be fun. And then you're like, choose one Star Trek. Only one. It's, it's okay. I, just, I can't. I just can't. pick Spock. I, I'm totally... <laughs> I have read I Am Spock Many, many, many times throughout high school, I wrote I wrote a paper on I am Spock. Oh, Don't you amazing. talk to no. me about Spock? <laughs> so, your favorite series is Spock. Who has been on Next Generation, which is why you and love the him, movies I guess, and the movies. Yeah. Although the Deus Ex Machina and yeah. the Deus Ex Machina. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see. Good good idea. All right. Well, let's, let's start at the very beginning with Kirk, and I'm talking about the original series, Kirk, not the reincarnated. Chris Pine Kirk, yeah. which we'll talk about at the end. But just Kirk in general. So obviously you guys have all seen Star Trek the original, yeah. I'm assuming. Bits and um, pieces. Yeah, yes. bits and pieces. Yeah, bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure not, I'm not as much as Joey and, and I. Watch it together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, what were your impressions of Kirk? When I first saw him? Yeah. I mean, I was a kid, so... What? Do you remember? <laughs> They're very different now. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, I remember as a kid that I really liked Spock. I don't yeah, think I, I had strong impressions mm. of Kirk. 
I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, um, my dad was really into... He, he was very much on the Star Trek side of the Star Wars versus Star Trek Wars that happened apparently well, during his childhood. Fine. I don't know anything about it. Either. I think they're both Different fine. Episode. But that's, <laughs> that episode. was his <laughs> so, so he was like, from like a young age, he was like training us up. He was like, okay, now put your fingers together <laughs> and slip them up. And so, so, and he was really into Spock. So when yeah. we watched the original series, it was kind of like, Kirk was there, but it was like... But it's all about Spock. But it was all about Spock. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Well, as a kid, I always went for the character that was a little, was different. Yeah. A little bit off and quirky. And, and I think that's because I felt that way. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not so weird. Yeah. And, and Kirk was so suave. And I think I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> whatever with that guy. How are you, Joey? Uh, I mean, I, again, I like all of them. And I think an important part of... Uh, the original series is the group of like Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, and they're all yeah. supposed to be together. And that was something trivia. The, the ego and the super well, ego. Well, and, and also it was it was something where like it came from in production that they didn't want the the cast members fighting about who had top billing. And I think it was Roddenberry talked to Isaac Asimov, and he said, "We'll make them all friends. Like make them." indispensable with each other so i like that family aspect of it i think as a kid it like kirk is sort of the superhero captain he's from Mm. an older time where there's not really in the tv show a lot of flaws but it's Mm. cool to see someone who's adventurous and in control and like every planet there's an alien woman like you know he's he's very much like wait for it all right i I understand how there's an inherent misogyny to that but you know, like, as as a kid, it's cool to see someone who's heroic and swashbuckling. I like how in the movies, they, as he grew older, despite the fact that his hair never changed, everything <laughs> else did, and, like, the, the stories hit on the fact that he used to be this guy who was mm-hmm. the superhero, but now he's aging, he doesn't know what his place in the universe is going to be, he doesn't know if he can still do it, and he was allowed to be a lot more human. So I found the movie Kirk a lot more interesting than, than old the movie TV Kirk, show. Not old movie Kirk. Old movie yeah. Kirk, yeah. yeah young, young movie Kirk, we'll get there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to Picard, since he was next in line. <laughs> Robert, what do you think? You know, Picard's my guy. I mean... <laughs> Why? Why is he your guy? He just... He takes no... Sh- uh, Stuff. He takes little crap. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, no, he just, he's always just in control of situations. Nothing ever really seems to get out of hand with him. He doesn't, like, overextend and get himself into, into like, a, a bad spot very often. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more methodical. Um, he's, you know, he can be diplomatic when he needs to be. Like, he always seems to have, like, the right approach for a situation. Mm-hmm. I liked that he wasn't, you know, like you mentioned before, like kind of, like there wasn't a lot of inherent misogyny with him. Like mm-hmm. I liked that about that him. went to Riker. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I, I was like, Riker got that job. So also, but, but admittedly, can... as a bald guy, he's rather attractive. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I've come to realize this as I grew up. The reason I really gravitated towards Picard is because of what you're talking about. He was always calm in every situation. He didn't get angry until it really called for it, mm-hmm. and because the rest of the time he was so even-keeled, it had an impact. Because it was like, oh no, yeah. Picard's, Picard's bad. Now, 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 <laughs> now you got to screw it, yeah. Like, oh, and no, I yeah. realized that the reason I like that so much is my father's like that. Yeah. My dad, growing up, never raised his voice unless he absolutely had to, and then we knew, oh 
Yeah. Dang it, Dad's mad. Yeah. We really screwed up. And in turn, my husband is like that too. So I just think it's a thing that like I gravitated so much towards him because it was something that was in my life so yeah. much that made me feel really safe. Yeah. And I continued to gravitate towards that in actual in, life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Um, actually, I really like Picard because to me, he was what made Star Trek different from the other sci-fi shows. So a lot of the other sci-fi shows, including the original series, were, like, exploration and space battles and fighting and, like, sort of more action-y things. But to me, Picard embodied this sort of, like, post-scarcity future utopia (laughs) where, you know, like, society is just really doing okay and they're sending out these emissaries to the stars. And that, to me, was what appealed to me out of Star Trek, and that's why I like Picard, because he was just sort of like the embodiment of this sort of ideal future utopian society, Mm. where he he is this captain, and he's diplomatic, and he loves tea, and he's just sort of like, (laughs) like I said, a a lot of times when you have future media, it's all dystopias, or Mm -hmm. it's unknown, like, weird adventures, but to me, Picard was like, no, listen, humans actually can get everything together. Humans can be okay. We really can figure this out. Yeah. And that's why I like Picard. Cool. Joey. That was a lot of collegiate level words. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really trying to sound uh, sophisticated here. No, I, I, I agree with you that the, the draw card for me has been very much the same where he's... Like, Kirk's about the adventure, mm-hmm. and they, they would definitely have, you know, social issues, but Picard's the one who's started being more about exploration and diplomacy, and he's a historian. What's like, about bettering humanity? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's a very, like, warm person, and he embodies, like you're talking about, the idea of the Federation, that at heart, you really are explorers. And then, especially in the movies, like, there comes times where he'll take off his shirt and he'll throw down. Yeah. But, like, he, 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 it really was, first contact was kind of when he became action hero. A bit. <laughs> yes, it was. But, um, which was great, because we just had one, two, three, four, five people, and somebody said, man, he's an attractive guy. We're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter, male, females, gay, straight. Like, yeah. yeah. Picard is pretty good looking. Yeah. yeah. Something about him. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why his shirt came on. But, um, yeah, no, definitely the idea of him being a diplomat and an explorer first and the warmth he has for his crew, like, Mm -hmm. Next Generation is really something where the crew gets together and feels like a cohesive unit and a family, similar to how, you know, in the first series, it's just Kirk, Spock, and McCoy and everyone else. But with Next Generation, Picard's the guy who, and he starts out very stiff. Mm. And kind of, like, at, at the start, he's a little unlikable, but he, he becomes this... Warm, this father figure, caring to the whole guy, crew, yeah. and he cares for society and space and exploration in the same way he does for his crew. So I yeah. always like that. Yeah. Also, I can't believe the prime directive coming out of anybody else's mouth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. He breaks it a lot less. Kirk, you're like, yeah, all right, maybe. But, yeah, 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 but I'll stick by it. I also think Patrick Stewart has something to do with that. Of course, oh, it was yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine anybody yeah. else. As Picard, yeah, or having that make, same impact. If they make new impact. Picard, I don't know who they yeah. cast. Yeah, right. I mean that same impact. I mean, I think well, the combination of McAvoy. McAvoy. That would be a fun experiment. But yeah, so I, I definitely think Patrick Stewart has a big draw to why I'm so attracted to 
Yeah, Picard no, is captain. He, he has In both that. Ways. I mean, yeah. he's a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> he has oh, a commanding yeah. presence. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the Deep Space Nine. He actually started off as a commander, and then he was promoted, uh, I think, through season three, became captain. Uh, we're talking about Benjamin Sisko. So uh, I remember back in the time, this was a big deal because it was the first African American captain. Yes. Right. That, or at least that we've seen on screen. Right. Obviously, they're they're out there, but and the first dad, and the first mm-hmm. dad who had a kid. Yep. Yeah. Or or at least captain. Yeah. Those dad because Brian had a kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But what were your thoughts, Joey? On uh, I I really like him. Cisco's completely different because he's a lot more rough and tumble Mm -hmm. than anyone else. He comes from having a tragic background where Mm -hmm. his wife was killed by the Borg, who was at the time Picard. Yeah. And uh, in in the opening episode, like, he has a face-off with Picard, where he basically says, like, I don't like you. (laughs) I don't find you sexy, and I think you should keep your shirt off. Um, Those were the exact... (laughs) Those those were... It's tense. Yeah. But... So there's there's definitely a different dynamic, and uh, Deep Space Nine was very much about like it, uh, writers from Next Generation came in and they felt like Next Generation was too clean. Everyone mm-hmm. got together. How do you make the Federation work into this utopia that you talked about? Like, what's the nitty gritty of it? So there there was they gave him more of an edge. Definitely, which, especially towards the end. Which which I liked it, towards and towards the end, like. It, it became a war story, which mm-hmm. Star Trek has never been about. So it was interesting to see that, and definitely something that puts him apart is like they had him make questionable decisions. Yeah, and there oh, were, there were several episodes. There, there so were many. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were there were times when you know on on purpose they try and make you feel uncomfortable yeah. with what he's willing to do and make you question, you know, whether or not it's okay to do certain things if the ultimate. Goal is, is a good to, thing. Is to to be a good thing. Yeah. To do the ends really justify the means. So I really like that he has a different warmth with with his crew, but he definitely mm-hmm. has that. It's great to see him as a father. Yeah. You, you really see his his relationship with his son Jake. Yeah. I, I always loved his relationship with Dax, who's like his spot his, because they've yeah known, they've, he's they've known, known each through other through different many lives. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm a fan. There, there's sometimes, and especially as the show goes on, like at the end, I thought it got a little too mythological. Well, that's what I was going to bring up because yeah. I mean, he's he, and the very first episode, he becomes the emissary, right? Which is kind of like a god to the right. Bajoran people, which he's very, and he carries, with. yeah, he, he is, but he grows into it throughout the yeah. series, yeah. and at the end, there's a spoiler, but if you're listening, you should watch all this already. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe I should spoil it. It's it's been, I think. I mean, but, they, but but but, but I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But he does he does die at the end. He right. sacrifices himself for a for planet that the, originally he did not want yes, to be for everybody part. else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I mean, it, he gets he has probably the best story arc over mm-hmm. the. But I think D Space Nine is the best written trek of all treks. Yeah, I just think they had some of the best, most riveting stories, and like you said, his character goes through so much. Well, what he does to the Romulans to bring them into the war, there's a whole episode where he's talking to uh, uh, the computer, logging, and he's going through the story of how he falsifies this information. He kills some Romulans just to get them to think it's the bad guys who did it to get them into the war to to help. In the long run, it would help everybody, but in the end, he winds up deleting the whole thing. But it was just a really. He has some really, really good. Amazing stories. Uh, I really, I thought he was a, a good 
actor and character, but when he became captain is when. When yep. they got the Defiance once, and he became the, the captain comes off and, the goatee yeah. and he got the goatee on, yeah. totally yeah. different character. I feel like they 360 them yep. and he became this amazing this amazing character that yep. I just adored. Also, I have to note, he's the only other guy who I think hams as much as Shatner. Like, as a kid... Oh, impossible. As, as, no, as <laughs> a kid, I didn't really think... Hate. But there, there's some times, and he's got, like, that deep commanding voice yeah. in the same way Picard does, but there are times when he goes off and, like, you're kind of... <laughs> but it works. It totally works with it because he's so intense. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't want to call him out on it. Shatner, you feel like if you called him out, you... I don't know. You'd be like, hey! But, like, yeah, Cisco would you. probably end you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have anything to uh, discuss with, with, with Cisco? No, no, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I mean, I've I know you haven't watched a lot of it, but yeah, that's that. DJ Nine is the one I've watched the least. Yeah, but I do remember what I did watch. I really liked, and I specifically liked Cisco himself. Yeah, and I liked that he was so different from any other. Yeah, that's what's so great about the series is that of... every captain has been really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So let's move on to the fourth captain, which is uh, Janeway, Captain Catherine Janeway. She was the first female captain that we've seen on screen. Now, I, I adored her. I know there's a lots of controversy over Voyager and her as a captain because she was very indecisive or she flip-flopped a lot. But for me, I mean, she's out in the middle of nowhere. She tried to stick to the prime directive as much as she could. Right. But, you know, I mean, you, she had to get her people home. It's going to take yes. 70 years to get home. You're pretty much going to do whatever you can without murdering a ton of people to get home. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I just... And I loved um, Kate Mulgrew. The actress, She's she... phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, she made... Like with Picard, with Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart. I couldn't imagine... And I know there was another actress who was cast as yeah. Captain Janeway. I mean, there's footage of it. That wouldn't was horrible. have so well, would it? Yeah. And when who she... Was it? Genevieve... Uh, she she was a French actress. Yeah. And they, they brought her in and they shot for like a day or two and there there is footage of her. She's very stiff. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, well, I... It was horrible. I mean, I've, it, it was, but it's one of those where I don't know how she is as an actress elsewhere, but it was definitely something where she wasn't in the right place. Yeah. And then she ultimately got replaced because she didn't want to commit to the shooting hours. So, yeah, the... Of, of a TV <laughs> show. Gonna, did she yeah. not watch any of the right. <laughs> we, we all lucked out. I'm glad I mean, they, you know, she no, probably I mean, spent time with her family or something. Yeah, like, I mean, they all signed seven-year contracts. Be, so, so, so yeah. are you yeah. sure it wasn't 70 but, year? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Um, yeah, now, any of you guys watch Voyager? Uh, Enough to I watched oh, yeah. it watched in the beginning, it? and well, I know you, was really into it for the first couple seasons for whatever reason, maybe life, like I just moved away yeah. from it, but there were so many characters on that show that I loved. Yeah. The Doctor in particular. The Doctors. Yeah. Again, they had the dynamic, it was either, it was like, uh, it was... Uh, Seven of Nine, yeah. Janeway, and the Doctor. And the Doctor. Those were, those and, and were the al- triangle. There's always the outsider character, right? Like for Next next Generation, or sorry, Next Generation, it was Data, original yeah. mm-hmm. it was Spock, uh, Deep Space Nine, it was Odo, yeah. and Hero was the Doctor, and then Seven of Nine, which was interesting because like, they created a relationship between the two of them that hadn't been in the other series of like two outsiders really sort of Trying learning to, about yeah, humanity together. how yeah. they fit. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, no. My parents watched it uh, on Netflix just very recently because my dad sort of, like, I, I grew up in Minnesota and TV was kind of weird. So when we we watched Next Generation and then once we moved, there was like a 10 year gap of media of stuff that <laughs> wow. hadn't made it to Venezuela yet, yeah. but was already old here in the United States. Yeah. That's just like a void to me. <laughs> 
But I remember them watching it, and I'd walk in, and I'd be like, is the holodeck malfunctioning again? And she's, they're like, yeah, yeah the holodeck malfunctioning <laughs> they, again. They had that the little Irish town. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, Fairhaven. Yes, Fairhaven. Like Kim kissed cow at some point. (laughs) Poor, poor Harry Kim never really got anything. But I mean, Voyager, like especially near the end, got a little uneven. But I, I always loved Janeway. Like I thought she had a really cool, commanding presence. I thought it was interesting that like the whole trip is sort of based on the idea of guilt for her because Mm -hmm. she stranded her crew in order to save someone else and like she had a small group of people yeah and she had to make the hard call and that's what captains do so like and throughout the series like i felt she was willing to make those hard calls not necessarily in the way cisco was where it's really morally ambiguous yeah but she would do anything and everything because she cared about her crew yeah and she still had that picard level of wine be an explorer there was a lot of times where she'd veer off and check things out she had that diplomacy she also had that like post-movie picard action thing where characters occasionally she'd be oh, willing she'd, to yeah, run around have the face badass. yeah uh, they brought in the board queen so i thought that was really cool and then she had once they picked up seven of nine she had that warmth about her where that motherly you saw it. yeah and i mean like any female character you there's there's the thing of like oh they have to be matronly but it it felt a lot more organic than that mm. and it was it was funny cool. considering it was a borg yeah, yeah yeah and it was it was cool that she was willing to put aside like people's perceived notions of that and still see a human being and being willing to nurture them and teach them about humanity in the same way that the federation sort of supposed yeah. to do so I, I always liked her and i feel like most of the criticisms against her is just because the writing at the end she gets a bad rap got kind of poor yeah, yeah. she she catches bad and just like Again, you talk about the commanding presence of all of them. Like she has that authority. Oh yeah. In her, mm-hmm. Like you. She see, can make Kirk sit down. <laughs> oh, she, oh yeah, she could. And she has, you know, she has that rich captain voice that we've been talking about from Picard. Oh yeah. You know, like she's she's very cool, very she commanding. Definitely. She's an excellent actress. Yeah. Uh, and so, I just want to yeah. go get a beer with I love her. It. <laughs> I was like, from off work, let's, let's go. hang out, Jane. Let's hang. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you'd probably have to catch her at an earlier time in her life. That's true. Like, the, like now it would be coffee, but pre, <laughs> like when when she was a cadet, you know, yeah, you'd probably. Oh, I'm sure she could throw you'd, him you'd back. Have some wild <laughs> I could, she could oh, yeah. drink like every dude under the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just how I imagine her. She's just like. I gotta work three times as hard, and yeah. I'm gonna do it. And yeah. she'd be very quietly smug about it after she <laughs> yeah. Like she, she wouldn't rub it in your face, but yeah, yeah. but she'd yeah. be pleased. Yes. Oh, very yes. All right, let's move on to Archer, Jonathan Archer from Enterprise, who technically is one of the first captains of the series, even though the series was the last oh, series boy. of Star Trek. Boy. Of course, of course. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah. Because Star Trek is weird with the Wibbly Time we're, stuff. We're, we're three for five. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, um, I will say, going yes. into it, having been a huge Quantum Leap fan, it was very much like, yeah, it's the guy from Quantum Leap, and I had to have, have to had to be like, no, no, this is a totally different character. Don't <laughs> you can't be mad at Scott mindset. Bakula. No, He's, I love Scott Bakula. He always shows up. No, he was. Yeah. He always shows up. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, there, no, like, 
it's like it's, damning it's, with fake praise. No, it's like, it's yeah, positive because no, there, there are people who like there are actors who no matter what they're in, good, bad, or indifferent, like always shows up and gets okay, their hundred percent. Okay, yeah, I get what you mean. And I've seen him in some bad stuff, That's but he true. always shows up. He's not okay, there for the paycheck. Okay, this is true. This is true. Yeah. But yeah. it was just the way you phrased yeah. it. It was just, this, it's, yeah, it's, he shows up. <laughs> it's a wrap. So what are your thoughts, Joey, on? Uh, I, he's another one I think he gets a bad rap. I think so, definitely. And again, like, Enterprise, even though ultimately I love it, like, it is the most uneven of the series, the way it was written. They had a lot of, course, changes of trying to figure yeah. out what the tone of the show was going to be and budget cuts and things like that. Like, Archer had this habit in the first season of getting knocked out and captured. Like I can't remember, I can't remember how <laughs> many episodes totally it was. But within the first season, there were like four times where it started with him getting knocked out. And I'm like, dude, this guy's a starship captain. Why do you keep getting knocked out? Because he's the most important. But, he's a high risk target. Because he is. But that's that's why you don't lead the away team, I guess. Yeah. But no, what, shirt, I, what color was his shirt? Sorry, I can't remember. Uh, it was gold. It was gold. Uh, yeah, gold. That's, that's why he survived. He got knocked out. Oh. Um, no, I I liked him because he was. Every everything about Star Trek that was so familiar for us was new to him. Yeah, mm. and it was cool to see somebody that was out there at the start purely for exploration and just being like, "Gee, this is this is exciting. Let's yeah. go!" And he had his best friend trip with him, and he had some other people. He started out a little space racist, but he learned to because <laughs> he did. He, he did. No, he <laughs> he was he was completely accurate. against the Vulcans because yeah. he thought that the humans had held him back. Yes. But he got a Vulcan first officer, and he learned to form that kind of bond that Kirk had with Spock. So he was learning to expand his horizons and be more open of other cultures, which, again, was like very much based on what the Federation is. Yeah. Um, they tried to turn him into Cisco for a bit, where they had a war arc, and he toughened up a little bit, and he realized that sometimes you, know, you have to do hard things, and you're going to lose people, and he became a lot more adventurous. And then at the end, they sort of evened him back out into a mix, and he you know, found it, well helped found the federation so i yeah I, I thought he was cool i thought that again like scott bakula is a guy that's your every man mm-hmm. and yeah. he, he brought a lot of warmth and he cared about his crew and in the same way that all the other captains have done like the family unit is always really big in star trek yeah so i liked him but there were also just lots of times where because of what was going on behind the scenes and the way the writing was that i think he showed up weaker than other people and people assumed he was a weak character and I I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really indifferent. I mean, I enjoy Scott Beck. I think he's an amazing actor. Yeah. But I, I don't have that many memories of just thinking, wow, he's, in, you know, this captain's kicking ass or this captain is... Like Picard, I can name yeah. tons of moments. Yeah, yeah. Janeway, mm-hmm. Cisco, even Kirk, and I'm not a huge yeah. TO, uh, TOS yeah, yeah. fan, but Interpre- I enjoyed Enterprise. I watched it I repeat watched the entire series and yeah. I loved it the second time around yeah. more. But still, I can't really pick out any huge I, I think the hard part pivotal is, moments. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I'm the same way. I'm yeah. just like, I have moments in every of the other ones except Enterprise. I can't. I, yeah. I think a lot out. of his moments, especially early on, were more interpersonal moments. Mm-hmm. And the way that he interacted with his crew and eventually became. A leader, and by the time it started getting to like action captainy moments, like his best moments are right when the series is ending. Yeah, because they're switching more towards like the feel and the mythology of the original series. So I feel by the time 
both he and the writers sort of found who the guy was. The show was was canceled. Was almost over. It, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like the the char- the character's there, and he did a good job, and he had some great moments, but. Yeah. yeah, it must have been hard to like being the last one. You have all these other yeah. captains well, to look up to. to look up well, to. being the last, but also the first. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. To be like, yeah. like it had, it had to have been really weird to to be writing this character that's supposed to be the first, but you have all of this yeah. baggage yes. coming yeah. before. That was the whole problem with Enterprise was yeah. the fact that it was set in before. Yeah, and you have all of these super strong characters. It's kind yeah. of like well, I guess and, one and of them also had to be you all right. Were at a point in time <laughs> yeah. in Star Trek where it'd been like. 30 odd years yeah. and the conventions were really well set yeah and there hadn't been a time in like 10 or 15 years where there wasn't at least two Star Trek shows on the air simultaneously because they overlapped yeah. with each other so it wasn't like the big Star Wars gap yeah the no there was, there was it was continuous so I think it was at a point where they were starting to sort of run down yeah and well that's the other thing to Enterprise couldn't it was since it was before right. you don't there, there have that opportunity that you couldn't to like go past, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean they they brought the Borg on Enterprise which I was like how yeah, are they going to bring the Borg on the Enterprise yeah. Yeah. Well, we just see them even in Voyager I mean I loved the because the, the, they went through Voyager they, space they used the but the backstory but the backstory for Seven was her family trying to find the, the yeah. Borg yeah. that's why she was captured and turned into a Borg but I'm like we didn't even know about them until they attacked to yeah. the Enterprise thing. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, but the, they brought in... The last season of Enterprise with Manny Cotto writing it was yeah. really good. They got yeah. some really there, good there stories. There was definitely, like, all, all the characters... I think all the pieces were there, and there were some times where it hit, and there were other times where it just, you could tell it was it was writer things. I, I feel badly that they didn't get the chance to continue on. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead and move on to... Uh, obviously, after Enterprise... It, Came quiet for Star Trek right. for a while, and then they decided to reboot it with movies, and they recast everybody in uh, f- for the original characters: Kirk, Spock, McCoy. So we have a new Kirk played by Chris Pine. What are your first impressions of him when you saw the movie? Okay, as compared to <laughs> William Shatner, Shatner. we already know Kirk. We we know the persona of Kirk. There's a new guy taking over, who's technically the same character. I thought he was fine as a Kirk. I had I had a lot of problems with those movies, but they weren't necessarily problems with him. <laughs> okay. Like I, they, you, to me, like Kirk is supposed to be sort of like this very intelligent man, but he's also like, but his main defining trait is that he's kind of cocky. Right. He kind of like doesn't always think everything through before he acts, but that not necessarily that he's stupid, really. Like Kirk's not yes, stupid. Yes, he's not he's definitely no, not stupid. No, definitely not. Kirk's not stupid. He's just a little impulsive. And you and they cast Chris Pine and I was like, okay yeah, I'll buy that. It's like mm-hmm. you 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 got he has a certain Kirkiness to him. Yeah. So as far as the casting decision, I thought it was fine. Like I said I have problems with those movies, but like I said, they don't have to do with Chris Pine. <laughs> How about you, Robert? I like him as Kirk. Uh, I admittedly don't know quite as much about Kirk the character as uh, as everybody else, um, but I think Chris Chris Pine does a pretty good job with it. He seems pretty believable to me. I mean, given that you know the universe that they've that they've set up here. Yeah. I mean, whether or not you believe time travel is possible, for example. <laughs> but no, he. I, I think Astrid kind of ha- kind of had it right. He is intelligent, but you know he he's a little impulsive sometimes. Um, you know, he's still a little brash. Um, and from what I know of Kirk, that seems to be pretty spot on. Yeah. Jimmy? Uh, I have a tough one with this one because I just <laughs> don't have a lot of problems with Kirk in general. Uh, oh, yeah, you were never a fan anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, Which it's, one's worse? It's, 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 <laughs> I mean, 
the thing is, he saved a lot starting... of people too. It wasn't just the sex, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's like it's he has redeeming qualities. I never said he did. It's like, how can we show if our space guy is cool? Oh, just so some nameless, <laughs> differently colored person show up in his bed, yeah. and then she'll never show up again. Chicken. I'm looking at you, Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. But sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> why I like Peter Quill, but I don't like Kirk. Um, <laughs> it was nice to see. Because I don't think, again, because I watched it when I was really young, I don't think I had that background of, like, a lot of the reasons he's this way is because he never had a father figure. Yeah. And so I think I actually liked Reboot Kurt a little better because I learned that and because I'm older. Yeah. And I can now, I'm like, all right, now I can see, like, he didn't really have somebody who was telling him... The rights like and the wrongs. Right, and the rights and wrongs. Yeah. He's kind of had to like figure it out and be tough because yeah. he thinks that's how he has to be. So if anything, it made me understand him a little more. I oh. still hate the misogyny. I'm always going to. That's just me. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, now I can kind of at least see where it came from instead. There's a reason behind it. Like those nuances were not a thing I understood. Yeah. About the original series. Gotcha, Joey. Uh, I'm. I'm mixed on him. I like him, even though it makes me angry at genetics. <laughs> He's one of those guys oh, who are I like, know. damn, how can somebody beat that answer? And it's not me. It's not, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a little it's, not it's, fair. it's a little distracting. Um, but, I mean, he was hired because, like, this is the younger, sexier, more action-driven, yeah. you know, like, trying to appeal to a more modern audience, um, which I'm all right with. I know that some people got upset that there's, like, none of the... There's none of the exploration involved. There's none of the social issues. It really is an action adventure movie. But then I've again, had many like tears. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so was First Contact. Like there have definitely been times where that's there. Um, he definitely he he has the cockiness going on, especially in the first movie. And I think by the end of the first movie, you can sort of see him start to mature into the kind of captain the original Kirk was or was supposed to be, yeah. depending on what you think of him. In the second movie, he completely reverts back. Like, it, it really is the same story again, because they immediately take his ship away from him. I was like, you're going to be on the Enterprise, but you're not going to be captain. Okay, someone's dying, now you're captain, but you're not ready to be captain. And now at the end of the movie, you're ready to be captain like you were at the first movie. Um, so, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. And, yeah, and, yeah. well, and, and, and now they have the trailer for the third movie, where after he's gotten his ship blown up, they're, they have all these beautiful shots of the ship being put back together, and McCoy's like, are you ready to go out into space? He's like, yeah, and then the ship explodes. He's he's destroyed his ship three times now, <laughs> and it, it feels like the original Doesn't Kirk it, like, had... leave marks on your license or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, the... Not... Well, I mean, remember, the Federation doesn't really have currency, so maybe insurance premiums are a little different. Um, so, I, I think he's cool, he's charismatic, I like his, like, the relationship with he and Spock is there. Yeah. Um, they... they haven't really brought in McCoy as much, but you're still sort of waiting to see where he goes, and he hasn't gotten to that point where he's got that level well, where you think this guy can really like, yeah. be a leader and yeah. captain the starship. But we're also seeing Kirk at a much earlier time yeah, in his he's, career. He's, def- he's definitely I mean, in the mo- in the TV series. You know, he was yeah, in what thirties. Yeah, he's he's been he's doing been it for a while. For a while yeah. And so we're seeing a younger version of yeah. it. And we, again, like the first movie really sets that up well, where like he has to step up, yeah. and you see that he has that that mindset where he could be a leader. And I was expecting the second movie to be more of a middle ground where he's he's the Kirk we've seen before, but he's new at it. You yeah. Know? But he's definitely a captain, and they just sort of. Second verse, same as the first. Repeat it. Yeah, and you know, if you want to see Wrath of Khan, go watch Wrath of Khan. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
we'll see. The third one's there. Cool. So, Good. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's going to do. We're all out of the captains. Until the new TV. That's right. We got a new TV. Web show. We got a new web. Yeah. Yeah. We have no idea. Digital series that we have no idea what it's going to be. Anthology. What do you guys think? Anthology? Yeah, an anthology series. Oh, did did they say something about that? I thought they heard There's rumors that they're talking about so anthology. So they'll be like little self-contained. Yeah, little stories will be. I'm just that, worried like because that. Brian Fuller has a lot of shows that I love says Brian are Fuller. the best ever and then they are. disappear. No, I'm not no, saying. I'm not saying they're they're not fighting words. No, 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 you're right. You're right. I, I'm saying they get canceled and yes. everyone says, man, it went before it's But this is a digital format, which I think they're more lenient Streaming yeah. than they do yeah, with network because you're not I looking just hope at it gets numbers. To be, we get to go back to the sort of like, like I said, post scarcity utopia Star Trek instead of the action movie yeah. modern Star Trek. I think it's yeah. such a TV I, show. If it's, like, if it's anthology, I, they can play within yeah, all the constraints. Can I have some of my diplomacy yeah. 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 Star Trek? Now, there's like rumors, this just rumor, that Angela Bassett, because Brian Fuller was asked years ago yeah. if he would captain a ship, who would it be? And he says Angela Bassett. That would be. So she's still available because she's still acting so all you like that she's not busy with American Horse (laughs) because that's what I care about yeah whatever we can talk about that later it's about me Jenny I don't care about American Horror stories Uh, alright well on that note we're going to say goodbye thanks again for joining me we have Aster where can they find you okay so if anybody wants to find me I'm at both Twitter and Tumblr at Dastridly which is D Astridly. Yeah, it's a pun. Yeah, it's a pun. It's what I do. Uh, I make, but actually, what I do do is I make text games for the internet, and so you could find that. Yeah, there's a link on my Twitter, so that's probably be the easiest way. Cool, Robert. I can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn if you really want to. Uh, I don't really share a whole lot online though, so he's very private. Probably not worth your time to look for me, Jenny. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I'm like Kenny. We do it all the time, all the platforms, um, and all it's basically things. just my name at Jenny Powell. Uh, I think on Skype it's at Jenny Powell forty two. But who's gonna Skype me? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone now. <laughs> not everyone. Yeah, everyone. You still haven't returned my AM. Yet. Sorry. <laughs> Joey? Uh, ICQ. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember ICQ. Oh, man. I might still have an ICQ account, actually. <laughs> you can find me there, too. <laughs> uh, Twitter, I guess, if you really want to hear more of it, is at Real Joey Harris, and that's about it. Yep. And then, as Jenny mentioned, I'm all over the place at Geeky Fanboy on all social media. Snapchat? So, yeah, Geeky Fanboy. Yeah. Geeky Fanboy all over. Thanks, guys, for stopping by. Cool. Thank Thanks, you. Jenny. All right, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that discussion. It was a lot of fun. Star Trek is near and dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite universes to, to delve into every now and then. And I really, really love it. And it was fun chatting Star Trek captains with these guys. So please come back next month for another fun discussion on some geeky topic. Until next time, take care, guys. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. 
Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.